Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith, and this week, I'm pleased to welcome to the show, Meg Severn. Meg, very glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So your position in this area is with the ARC. I know that. That's how we met. Yeah. At something with the chamber, something to do with... um, well, back before you, I think I've known the development director before you. You've been there for what, a year? Three year a years now. What? Yes. No. Yep. I started off as a special events coordinator. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you've been there in one form or another yes. for that amount of time. I didn't think you'd been the development director no, that's for just three years. Recently, okay. I just transitioned oh, into this good. role this year. Yeah. So for those, for listeners who have no idea what the ARC is, yeah. when we talk about the ARC, walk us, you know, what is the ARC? Let's start there. Sure. So the ARC has been a local nonprofit for 22 years. We provide a social respite program for Alzheimer's and dementia family caregivers in the area. Um, anything from resources, educational classes, caregiver consultations, our primary source is to be there for the caregiver and to provide those resources for them. And how did you connect with the ARC? I three was, years ago. Yeah. Well, actually, I was kind of in the midst of thinking maybe I should go back to grad school, going back for education. Um, and then I kind of like that doubt sunk in and was like, is this really what I want to do? Do I really want to go back and take on more of this college debt? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just kind of like in a little <laughs> stump on where I wanted to be when a friend said, well, I might ha- know somebody that's working at the ARC. They might have an opening. Um, after doing research and applying there and realizing that they were there for primary caregivers to provide those resources, it kind of just really hit home for me because the weekend of my graduation, my grandmother had passed away from dementia and my grandfather was her primary caregiver. So I was kind of like, you know what? I feel like this is going to be the perfect fit. I'm passionate about something like this. This Um, is not something that you have to find empathy in your life for. No, and I feel like I could just you, like you definitely yeah, I saw it happen firsthand. Wow. Um even though I was far um in South Carolina through like her last couple of years, but still going back home, it was just very hard to see and just seeing how my it was a full time job for my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Which the man always I mean, I feel like he loved doing it for her. It was just it's a lot to t- right. um take on. But yeah, so then had an interview at the ARC, and three years later, here I am. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So w- you said your grandmother passed away mm-hmm. right when you graduated. It was the weekend I was graduating you College of Charleston. You went to College of Charleston. Yep. What did you study at College uh, of Charleston? Communications. Okay. So yeah. uh, I, I assume that's helpful for what you do now? Yeah, I would think so, definitely. <laughs> um, back when I was in school, it was kind of like, a, oh my goodness, sorry, my watch is going off. <laughs> it was kind of like a broad um, degree. And okay. now I'm um, talking to like a couple of people I know, they're having like more like an emphasis in marketing, an emphasis in PR. I see. Um, but when I was there, it's just kind of like more of a... More broad-based. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Thank you. And now... I know y'all live in Goose Creek, mm-hmm. but Somerville is where the Ark is, and Goose Creek is, our, I don't know that we would call it a sister city, <laughs> yeah. but pretty close. Yeah, not a bad commute. What um, what brought you you know, to, to College of Charleston and living in Goose Creek? My husband. How did you get here? <laughs> Actually, my husband. I came down at, on a weekend trip with my cousin to see mm-hmm. like her high school friend, and 
met my husband, Jeremy, when we started talking. We actually knew the same people back in Ohio. Um, our schools were like, I guess you could call like sister schools, like right next to each other. Um, we're at the same events and everything, but just never met. Heard of each other, but never met back in Ohio. I've heard of you. Stay yes. away. Yes. And where we're from is a very, very small town. So you kind of like know everybody. Um, but yeah, kind of did a long um, distance for a year. And then after a while, I made the move, uh, transferred to College of Charleston, and rest is history. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Good for you. It, how, it's, it's always fascinating when I look back on my life that the steps that I took were just the obvious right step to take. Yeah. Whether it's moving across country, going to a certain college. Right. And, you know, and now you're here working with an organization that you have a direct connection to through your grandmother. Yep, most That's definitely. Incredible. Yeah. So as the development director of the ARC, what, what do you do there? So now I am doing a lot of our donor relations. Um, I'm kind of my executive director's right-hand man, as she likes to refer to me to. Um, but yeah, anything that she would need, I do a lot of our marketing and a lot of our PR, um, anything from a website design to our social media. Um, but main base is going to be like our donor relations and our new major gifts initiative that we're going to be launching. Okay. Yes. Excellent. So with 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 your background and with what you do, I mean, mm -hmm. you you read the show notes ahead of time, right? You know, think about from your perspective and what you see on a weekly basis. What are some pieces of advice that you could share with the audience just to just to improve their lives? Uh, my first piece of advice would be find your passion. I can honestly say I am very passionate about what I do. I love what I do, um, passionate about the organization and what they represent. So if you are not happy what you're doing, find that one thing that you're passionate about and that will make you happy. If you, if you're doing a job you love, then you're not really working. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Even in even hard work, I think if it's fulfilling, mm -hmm. that's different than just going to a grind and right. grinding out eight hours. It's like, it's like the story, sorry, we're, you know, we, this is how it works. We go oh, off on good. tangents. <laughs> it's the anecdote which I've heard in, I don't know how many sermons or talks, where a bystander observing the construction of a cathedral sees three brick masons and asks them each, what are they doing? And the first brick mason says, you know, I'm just, here's a brick, bam. I'm putting a brick on top of this other brick. Mm -hmm. He talks with the second brick mason and asks him, you know, what are you doing? He's like, well, you know, this is my wall. Like, that's what we're doing, building the wall. And he talks with the third brick mason, asked him what he's doing, and he just sweeping hand motions, like, can't you see what we're doing? We're building this huge cathedral. Like, that's what we're doing. And you can tell which of those three brick masons <laughs> was working right. and which was doing what he loved. Yeah. Even though it's, you know, physical, if you're doing physical work, but it has an impact and you enjoy it, Mm -hmm. Anyway, off on a tangent. Find your passion. Most I'm right there with you. Awesome. Keep going. Um, my second one would be to see the positive in every situation. Um, this is something my husband is very good at and something that I am continually to work on and improve. But it's easy to pick out those negatives in a situation. If you're having a bad day, um, I think it's almost contagious. It can mm -hmm. just kind of keep overwhelming you. Um, so yeah, I would think to encourage others to find that positive thing. And even if you are having a day full of negatives, find that one positive and try and bring the sun back into your day. Right. 
So. That's a constant battle. It is, and it's hard. I feel like we're for a lot of people. bombarded by negativity at mm-hmm. every turn. Mm-hmm. And negativity is contagious. I feel like if somebody's in a bad mood, that definitely like can rub off on another. We tell we tell our ch- we have four children, and we we tell the boys and Eleanor as well. Not just the boys. Eleanor's three, so she <laughs> still has ways to go. But it's like it's okay to be angry. It's okay mm-hmm. to be mad. Um, but it's really not okay to have a bad attitude. Most definitely. Like we're going to work to process these emotions and it's okay. Your emotions are okay, but your attitude is contagious mm-hmm. and your bad attitude is rubbing off on me, which is making it hard for me to have kind words. Right. It's like you're dragging us all down. Yeah. So f- finding agree. that positive because you can't, you can't control. No. Pretty much control is an illusion no matter what industry you're in. Right. Just ask any parent. Yeah. You know? Like, oh, yeah, I'm a, you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you, you have bought into that illusion. But the, really the only thing you control, and most people not that well, me included, mm-hmm. is how we react, how we respond. Right. We have, you have to find the positive. Yeah. You have to choose in advance. <laughs> yes. That you're going to find the positive I have found. Yeah. Just for me. No, I completely agree. If I don't choose in advance, it's like I'm going to find the positive thing. Then, you know, something happens and, you know, the lizard brain kicks in, my emotions overwhelm my rational brain, and next thing I know, something's broken. Yeah. Because <laughs> it. if it jams, force it. <laughs> like, I'm going to fix it. All right, keep going. Keep going. Um, live in the moment. I think this can be especially hard for people, especially, I mean, whether you're in the nonprofit life or corporate world, um, it's hard to just take a step back and live in that moment. My mother's dad was just recently diagnosed with later stages of Alzheimer's. And we were having this talk and I just mm-hmm. told her, like, you know, we need to take that step back. And especially since she's up north, it's hard to be like away. But live in that moment with him. Make the create those new memories instead of trying to bring your loved one into your reality. Meet them there. Meet them wherever they are at in their position. Mm. So just I think creating those new memories and living in each moment is what I tried to live by. <laughs> well, I, I think about the industry that you're in where moments at some point they are all that you have mm-hmm. as the I don't know what the terms are, but as the as people deteriorate mm-hmm. mentally moments become the only thing left but where they, they realize where they are and who they are and who you are right right and i feel like each moment is ever-changing right. too so that's wow. kind of all right living each moment by day um my fourth one i feel like is plain simple be a nice person be a nice person <laughs> It is not we need hard. That on a bumper sticker. Be a I nice person. know. There's actually the shirt by um, one of the a local vendor here, and I've been wanting it. And it says, "Be a nice person," because I really do think small gestures will go a long be way a in nice life. Anymore, especially the I feel like the society we live in. So. Be a nice person. We, we we could talk for the rest of our time <laughs> yeah. about that, but I love that. I am going to find. I'm going to find that on, I'm going to find this t-shirt vendor. I, yeah, it's awesome. I keep, I told my husband, I was like, next time we have an event with them, I am getting that shirt. We need that t-shirt. <laughs> for I sure. That. I love that. Um, and my fifth one would be to make time for yourself and to make time for those that are important mm-hmm. for you. I think I am super guilty of this and I'm sure others in the nonprofit world or not even a nonprofit world, corporate world, whatever you are doing. Um, I have a bad habit of after hours, if I get an email or something comes up, I am checking it. I am solving that problem. Um, whatever the thing might be, it's hard for me to sometimes disconnect from work and to take that time and to be present. Um, so yeah, that would be my, 
Plus, it, I think the the draw, the pull for you specifically mm-hmm. in your position, maybe not your personality, but your position, like it's easy to rationalize like, oh, well, it's such a good cause. Yeah. And then, you know, four years later, you're burnt out and you quit. Right, right. Instead of having a 40-year career. Most definitely. Everything gets burned out in the first four years and you, and you just hate it. Yeah. Make time for yourself and those that are important. Uh, so we have four small children mm-hmm. and regularly I take, partly because we homeschool and Jessica's home with the kids all the time. So I, I try and make her burden as light as I can. But I found just by putting one of the kids in the truck with me to drive to Mount Pleasant because I have to go pick something up and go check on, you know, something to do with business. Mm-hmm. Making that time and bringing them into my life is super, for me, is very, very important. Yeah. Partly so they can see, oh, dad just doesn't leave at nine o'clock and then he's home sometimes right. before bedtime. Right. Or he's gone before we eat breakfast in the morning. Like, I'm just not out. <laughs> There's life going on. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. This is, this is how I serve people. Right. In my profession. I love these. Make time for yourself. And I think that's, I mean, a great thing you're doing. I remember this. My dad, he was our um, primary income growing up. My mom actually homeschooled my brother and I for a couple of years. But there were times when he would take us to work. And it was just neat to see what he was doing and how successful he was and passionate about what Mm -hmm. he did. So it was kind of nice to do those days just to take your daughter to work day or take your son to work day. Mostly yeah. my kids are like, Dad, I don't want to go with you. It's so boring. We sit in the <laughs> truck. We drive for 45 minutes. You go in a house. You come out. And then we drive home. See, it's kind of similar. <laughs> I feel like because my dad, he um, does like maintenance on a lot of dry clean machines and works uh. in like did all the installation. So it would be the same. You drive 45 minutes. You go in, do the repair. You're done. You're getting back in the car and going. <laughs> it's like, oh, I get to go with, yay. Yeah. Okay, Dad. Are we going to eat at a restaurant? That's <laughs> right. the only question. Are we going to eat at a restaurant? <laughs> What's for lunch? Oh, my goodness. Uh, so good. So good. All right. So, uh, Megan, we're going to jump into the, the, the next portion of the podcast. We call this the final four. Okay. We got four questions. Question number one, when you pause from work Mm -hmm. and you make time for yourself and those important, you know, (laughs) when when you try to follow this piece of advice, number five, what do you do for fun? I love going to the beach. I love reading. Um, love just being, taking those days with my husband and our two furry babies. Um, but also what I kind of love and I do for like therapy just to shut my mind off is yard work. It's been like this little hobby I've kind of discovered this summer. Jeremy, (laughs) you have no idea. He's like, Oh, you don't want me to mow the yard? I'm like, no, (laughs) I'll get mad. I'm like, don't mow the yard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're, you are literally cutting away my therapy. Right. I was like, I love it. Just, it's perfect. I don't know what it is about it, but shuts my mind off. Like, Oh, it's all nice and trim. I know. Edging has been my jam. Like, (laughs) okay. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So that's, there we go. Uh, Final four question. Number two. So this next year, what are what are you most excited about in your life, personally, professionally, whatever? Um, honestly, I feel like this year has been the year of transitions, mm-hmm. um, transitioning to a new role at my job, my husband transitioning into making his business full time. Um, so I'm just really excited to see the outcome next year on what 
our future will bring us, if that's children, if that's his business really taking off and that's what he is doing primarily mm-hmm. full time, um, where I will be personally in my career then, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot of possibilities. A lot that, of possibilities yeah. Year. Yeah. Sorry and it's hard it. to predict your future because <laughs> it's hard to hard. predict what's going to happen next week. So. Very hard. Ask my 17 year old self where I would be today. And oh gosh. He would not have a clue. No, neither would I. Question <laughs> number three. What's a good way for the audience to get in touch with you? Um, they can go to our website, um, the arc, A-R-K of SC.org. Um, my contact information is on there, or you can email me. It's development, D-I-R, at the arc, A-R-K of SC.org. Wait, say, say that one more time so I can write it down. Yeah, sorry. Development, D-I-R, at the arc, A-R-K of SC.org. And we're also on social media, um, you name it, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. and it's at the Arc of SC. All of that. We'll put in the show notes so people can follow, follow y'all at the Arc of SC. Why, why the Arc? Why is it called the Arc? So when is it, that an acronym? Uh, it, initially, initially. So when ARC first started, it started as an outreach program for St. Luke's Lutheran Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and ARK stood for Adult Respite Care with a K. But over the years, it's just developed into so much more between our outreach and our education that we just, just decided to go the ARC of South Carolina. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like All right. Final four. Question number four. Yes, sir. What's a parting piece of advice that you would like to leave with the audience? Um, I would have to refer back to um, my first initial thing would be to find your passion. I feel like happiness is what makes life. So find that one thing that makes you happy and enjoy doing it. Awesome. Find your passion and then the rest, I mean, pretty much the rest can fall, at least has a higher possibility of falling in line. Most definitely. That's awesome. Uh, Megan, I almost forgot. Yes. But I just remembered, fortunately, because it's not in the show notes. Okay. But I know you've listened to some episodes. Yeah. So if you listen to them all the way through, you know what final question we have as a surprise. Okay. What is saving your life with everything Uh, you have going on? What's saving your life right now? Honestly, my husband, that man, he is my rock. If I have a bad day, I mean, I referred to him back on, he has the best outlook on life. If he finds, finds that positive. He does. He really does. He finds that positive. He's so supportive in what I do. I mean, working in a nonprofit, there's a lot of extra hours, especially come event time when we mm-hmm. do our two signature events. Oh, yeah. They're, they're weekend long, and he is right there. He contributes when he can. It's for it, a three-hour event. It really is, yeah. And, I mean, he doesn't even second-guess it anytime I ask for his help. And and I saw that he ran his first 5K he this year. He did, and that man woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to help me set up or help the staff set up and everything. Um, and he ended up jumping in, doing his first 5K, finished it, helped pass out trophies, and then even helped with teardowns. So I was like, Jeremy, he gets his own little you trophy are, that yeah, day. <laughs> you, you are amazing. Thank you for your help. Yes, thank you. Megan, thank you very much for your time thank today. Thank you. I really appreciate it's been a it. pleasure conversation, learning more about Eric, learning more about you. Y'all are doing such amazing things. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, 
one of these years, I will not have an event going on the same month <laughs> as Dancing with the Arc Stars. Maybe we'll just have to get you as a celebrity dancer. <laughs> then. I really, everybody <laughs> says that is the event to go to. It is so, so much fun. I can't wait to go to it the next time. Yes. So, listeners, you've been you've been joining us here on the conversation with Meg Severn, the development of the development director, the development director at the Arc. She's been there for years, having huge impact here in Somerville. Not just Somerville, but expanding far out, far out past our small town that's not so small as borders. Thank you for joining us. It's because of y'all that this podcast is successful. If you like it, find them on Facebook, find them on Instagram, like their stuff, spread their message so that they can impact more people and help more people with the work that they do. You've been listening to Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need when life happens. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.